Hey everyone, Diane here, your host of the InStrive Fat Loss Podcast. And today we are going to be talking about some common digestive issues, bloating, that feeling of uh, having a full, uncomfortable stomach a lot of the time uh, it can lead to some gastrointestinal things like heartburn and acid reflux, and for some people, IBS or constipation. So uh, I want to get into mainly bloating today, but it is going to kind of segue into some of those other issues as well. And I'm bringing this to you because lately when I've been meeting with clients, one of the big concerns that continually is coming up is that their stomach is constantly feeling uncomfortably full or uncomfortably expanded, normally almost after they eat anything. So the the bloating issue that's occurring, there's really good reasons why that's happening that have a lot to do with how you're fueling your body. I would say typically more so it has to do with how you're fueling your body than it does any kind of underlying health concern. And if I can help talk through that with you guys and get you understanding a little better why this is happening and what to do about it, uh, then we can get you feeling better and get you in a place where uh, you're more comfortable even before we start the weight loss process. But of course, uh, eating better also is going to have some impact on your weight. So before we get too into it, and uh, you know, today's episode, just so you have that catchy title, is Bloat No More, Tackling Tummy Troubles. And today, uh, as we're getting into that, certainly before we really do, I want to make sure that all of you out there know who we are. So we are in Strive. We are a division of Twin Hills Weight Loss. And InStrive is an all-natural homeopathic weight loss solution. We are much more a lifestyle change than a diet. We're going to teach you how to eat to not only lose weight, but keep that weight off for life. And we've been doing this here for the last eight years, have helped literally thousands of clients reach their goal weight that uh, many thought would never, ever happen. It just wasn't possible. They tried everything and then finally found in Strive and, and were able to reach that goal and find that weight loss sustainability. If you are interested in learning more about in Strive, and why wouldn't you be, right? We're great. Uh, you can find us online, instrive.com, instrivefatloss.com. We are on every social media platform, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, you know, you name it, whatever your pleasure there. And also have a wonderful YouTube channel that you should check out with some really awesome information. All right, so let's get into tummy troubles, bloat no more. We want to get rid of that bloating, right? So we're going to talk a little bit about that. All right, let's start out by just addressing what bloating is for any of you out there who are unfamiliar. A bloated stomach, first and foremost, that's a feeling of tightness, pressure, fullness in your belly or abdomen. Sometimes that's accompanied by a visible distended look to that abdominal region. It can feel kind of mildly uncomfortable up to intensely painful, depending on how severe it is. Usually a bloated stomach is going to go away after a while, but for some people it is a recurring problem. It keeps coming back. Uh, They keep noticing this is happening over and over and over again. And there's a lot of different reasons why that could be occurring that we are going to get into. But many times it has a lot to do with the digestive problems, hormonal fluctuations that are causing that cycle of bloating to just keep happening over and over and over again. But there's a little more to it than just that. And we are going to get into it today. 
So the, the why is your stomach bloated? The first thing I always like to talk about and rule out is that the most common cause of stomach pain and bloating is an excess of intestinal gas. If you're getting a bloated stomach every single time that you are eating, it's likely some sort of digestive issue. It could be as simple as eating too much too fast. You're taking a lot of air while you're eating. If you're shoveling food in, and that can definitely result in some intestinal gas and, and bloat going on there. It could be a intolerance to one of the foods that you're commonly eating those food intolerances can definitely cause uh, your digestive issues and your gas to be a prolonged response. If it's an, a strong enough irritation, it kind of causes a buildup. It can be your menstrual cycle if you're a female. And if it's that, you know, around that time of the month, usually within a two week period around your, your cycle is when you will see those, those bloats start to happen. It doesn't have to be you know, while you're actually in active menstruation, it can be the week before, the week after. So having that bloating is pretty common. Um, but of course, there there can be some other indications of, you know, something more going on medically. And, and of course, we wouldn't want you to rule that out without talking to a primary care doctor. So how common is stomach bloating? How often does this happen? Well, it is speculated that between about 10 to 25% of normal healthy people will complain of occasional abdominal bloating, but about 75% of those people will report that their bloating symptoms are moderate to severe. About 10% of people who experience bloating are saying it's a common occurrence. It's happening all the time. And among those that are diagnosed with a health condition like IBS, that can be up to about 90%. So real common, um, you know, with, with women and their menstrual cycle, I would say at least 75%. These numbers are coming from a, a study that was, that I will cite the source for here in the notes, but uh, up to 75% of women experience bloating before and during their period. And uh, that can happen very regularly or just occasionally in the course of your cycle. And about half of the people who experience bloating are also reporting a distended abdomen. So very, very normal to have that visibly distended abdomen along with it. All right, so let's talk about a little bit more deeply the causes. We kind of touched on gas, but I wanna go just a little bit deeper with you. Gas is a natural byproduct of your digestion uh, happening in the stomach of the foods and, and things that you're eating or drinking. So uh, when you're breaking those things down, the uh, one of the things that occurs, of course, is some of that natural gas that's occurring, but sometimes it can get to a point where it's gone a little bit overboard. And you also ingest air um, if you're drinking carbonated beverages, that's, that's again, another source of ingesting something that's going to create more gas. And for some people that gas will escape through, you know, belching during the, your period of eating or afterwards. And, uh, you know, a lot of times it's a very normal occurrence, but if it's getting kind of trapped in there, that is where the issue starts to form in this more bloated, distended, uncomfortable abdomen. 
Also, those gases that are moving through your intestine, those are, are often produced by gut bacteria. Those are uh, the good bacteria that are trying to break down carbohydrates in a process called fermentation, but not every carbohydrate is going to break down equally. So definitely the ones that are a little, uh, most of the time they, they'll break down really quick, but they also are harder on the body. There's, there's different uh, irritants in those types of carbohydrates that cause this gas to be more than it should be. And again, is going to be causing that fermentation to go on longer than it should and, and creating a more of an issue in your intestines. So that the gas is, is natural, but it can also go a little bit overboard. A big source of having that issue is because of that carbohydrate malabsorption. And a lot of people have difficulties digesting particular sugars. That's very, very common, uh, common culprits of that. And you're going to recognize some of these lactose, right? We all know milk products. People have sensitivities. I know a lot of people who will say, I drink milk all the time and I am not lactose intolerant. Well, you, the truth is you are. It's not that you're lactose intolerant the same way that your cousin, you know, Susie, who gets terrible um, cramps in her stomach every time she drinks a glass of milk is. If you have no outward symptoms, that doesn't mean you're not intolerant to it. It just means your body tolerates it a little better or your symptoms may have more to do with inflammation and internal things. So lactose, the reason we're intolerant to that particular form of sugar is that uh, there are enzymes in that that are meant for cattle not human beings and cattle of course have two stomachs not one and can break things down very differently than we can the byproduct of us not breaking it down properly is you guessed it inflammation bloating swelling uh, intestinal problems sometimes ibs so a lot of issues there fructose uh, that's another one that can give people a little bit of problems the carbs that are in bean products or wheat i know that you probably know someone who has a gluten sensitivity uh, the, the the truth about these particular things is that you might have a true intolerance or your body might just have those general difficulties that it struggles more with those tougher carbs and if you're one of those people who tells me, you know, that you can have, for example, milk and it doesn't cause you an issue, you're one of one of the the more mild cases where you're you are going to have difficulty breaking it down, but it's not quite as bad as someone who would be labeled as intolerant, if that makes sense. Uh, overgrowth of the bacteria in your small in, intestine, excuse me, that can also be an issue, and that occurs when your gut bacteria that are coming from your colon overflow into your small intestine and the overgrowth of those bacteria overwhelms the other bacteria and it causes an imbalance. So when you have that imbalance, it, it's tough because some of those, you know, bacteria you have in there actually absorb gases that are produced by others. But when you have too many of one kind and not enough of the other kind, it throws the balance way off and it can definitely cause intestinal issues. Taking a decent probiotic is a really good idea in helping with that. And if you are uh, interested in dosage or, you know, type of probiotic, you can certainly consult with a uh, doctor, a nutritionist. If you're an InStripe client, you can reach out to your coach and we can give you some good recommendations for a probiotic and how much you should be taking. 
Uh, IBS, let's talk a little bit about that. IBS is uh, basically a blanket diagnosis when your body is struggling with digestion for kind of an unexplained reason. They're not really sure what's going on. It could be a combination of things, but typically the symptoms of IBS, the classic alarms of that particular um, you know, blanket disorder are things like diarrhea, constipation that then will turn into uh, a diarrhea, usually it'll be that you don't go for a couple of days and then all at once you have a real bad episode where, you know, you're having a lot of trouble with your bowels for an extended period of time throughout the day. Sometimes it can be pretty extreme. There can be nausea, vomiting. You can even have a fever involved with this. It can cause unintentional weight loss, or it can also cause your body to store more weight. If you're kind of one of those constipated and then clearing out people, because remember, everything that's not coming out is being, you know, really stored in those intestines for a long time and can, can cause some, some issues with that. And I know this isn't the most pleasant conversation topic guys, but I do think it's important. The number of people that come in with digestive issues, going over these things and kind of giving a better explanation as to what's going on in your body is really important. It's good to know, right? It's good to know what is my body doing? Why is my body doing this? How do I help it? And there are some natural things that you can do to help. And as I'm moving through this with you today, of course, I will give you any tips that I can. Uh, your body too, I should mention this. When you are dealing with some of these gassy problems and you know, you're know you maybe, again, I'm not saying gassy as in that you feel like you have to necessarily pass gas, but that you are continuously feeling bloated, cramping, um, you know, getting some of those symptoms that we talked about previously, it can make your body hypersensitive to feeling that way. So sometimes you're getting that chronic bloating, even when your volume of gas in your body is normal. Uh, people with IBS, that happens a lot, that their gut to brain pathway, that neural pathway is, is hypersensitive and it's not uh, you know, functioning on all cylinders. So they end up with this hyper reaction that their, their body will automatically try to make additional room in their abdominal cavity for gas, for issues with the bowel. Uh, and, and the abdominal muscles will kind of relax and then protrude outward. If there is a presence of gas, then that really makes that volume seem a lot bigger than normal. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that's even if your, the amount of gas in the body is, is at a healthy level, that can happen if you've been dealing with it for a long time. So some of you that are telling me every day that you're, oh my gosh, every single day I'm having these kind of issues, that could be the body's natural default now simply because it's been going on so long. Now, don't, don't fret, there are things we can do to reset that, but it is a fairly normal situation and something that um, definitely is a is a pattern the body can form. Your body is so smart. That's that's really at the heart of a lot of these things is the body is a learning machine. So the more that it experiences something, the more it's going to prepare and adapt for it. And that chronic issue with gas bloating, you know, pain in the abdominal, food moving too slowly through the gut or too quickly for the gut, it, it's going to adjust to that sometimes even if nothing is there to adjust to. All right, let's talk a little bit about uh, some digestive problems that can be happening. So uh, one of the things that can happen and create this problem is that you have a little bit of trouble breaking things down. And that can be solids, that can be liquids, it can be gas. And what I mean by that is the, again, carbonation, air you're taking in as you're eating, all of those things. 
And those digestive contents, those things that are coming through, they can build up in your digestive system and cause a backup or a restriction of, you know, what is actually breaking down, what's moving through as those muscles move those digestive contents along. But if there's an impairment or if there is a, sometimes a medication will do this, a slowdown of that, uh, those digestive muscles, things get a little backed up. If you've been on a medication that tells you that this may cause constipation, the, the main way that a medicine causes constipation is this. It all, it slows down and sometimes even uh, to some extent paralyzes the muscles that are in the digestive system and causes them to not be able to push things through at a normal rate. So that can create a, a situation where you're getting a buildup of those contents either in your digestive tract through your intestines and that buildup causes you to feel uncomfortable. I mean, I think anyone out there who knows they have not had a, a bowel movement in a few days and you obviously are still taking in food, you get to a point where you're really feeling uncomfortable and you want to do something about it. So that can absolutely be part of it. If you're someone that's experiencing a chronic bloat and you know that constipation or, or um, having issues with, um, you know, not being able to go regularly are a problem for you, there's a good chance that something is triggering that, especially if that's not the way it was prior to you being on the medications that you are currently taking. Uh, so let's talk about what else can, can happen though with constipation. I mean, occasional constipation is normal. It can happen due to diet or lifestyle factors. But again, if it is chronic, if it's an underlying condition, if you're really having an issue with it, that is not normal because that backup in your colon it, that's sitting there waiting for you know the, the opportunity to descend, it causes that extra volume, that bloating, that discomfort. And it does need to be remedied, whether that's with more fiber or, you know, something more. Again, I'm going to get into some solutions here toward the end, but um, that is something that you can also talk to your primary care doctor about, or if you're an InStrive client and it's something fairly new for you, certainly please let your coaches know. We are not just your fair weather friends here, guys. We're here to help you with issues that crop up as well. Uh, of course, I need to mention, and this is not to scare anybody, but if you really, really are having some sort of issue where you just are not going to the bathroom for a long period of time, that is something you need to immediately address with a healthcare professional because a bowel obstruction is also a possibility. Um, you know, you will know if that's going on. That isn't going to be something that sneaks up on you. That's going to be something that, um, you know, you are really to the point where you're starting to get worried about your, your lack of ability to use the restroom. So just keep that in mind that if it's gone on for a long time, it's not something you want to play with, guys. Reach out to a healthcare professional, um, you know, and of course, if it's an emergency situation, you would you would know to go to that emergency room and take care of that. Uh, diverticulitis is another thing that can be an issue. Diverticulitis is when very small particles in food kind of lodge into the sidewalls of your intestines and create uh, an irritation. For those people that have it or have had it, it's not comfortable by any means. Normally with diverticulitis, it's not um, that you're getting uh, constipated. I, I, it's more so the other that you're, you know, passing uh, a lot of uh, loose stools and sometimes even blood uh, can be really uncomfortable. So certainly if you're noticing anything like that, it's something to have checked out. 
there are a lot of different things that can cause these things to occur that are, you know, not things I think we 100% need to get into. They're, they're like motility disorders and things like that. But certainly, if you feel that what's going on with you is abnormal, and we all know our own bodies, right? I know what's normal for me. You know what's normal for you. If something is suddenly going way past what your norm is and you're not sure why, the best thing you can do is schedule a checkup and you know make sure that everything is okay. Um, recent weight gain, I should mention too, can also create a problem. So if you have gained uh, you know, good amount of weight within the last year or so. The, the truth about weight is it tends to go to your belly first, especially if you're a, a female who is in a period of your life where you are entering perimenopause or menopause, or you've been through menopause. The place where the body will uh, like to store fat is primarily in the abdominals. That's also for people who are high stress, have high levels of cortisol or adrenaline coursing their body, uh, eat a poor diet of processed food, drink a lot of caffeine, it's going to cause some belly fat, which also can make you feel like you're more bloated during that digestive process. It's not that your stomach is bloating more than normal. It's that now there's more excess fat there that's causing it to push out further and feel that way. It, it's a tighter feeling to the stomach than it was before. So if you've had a recent weight gain, it may really just be that that's making you feel this way, not something more underlying. But let's talk a little bit about those hormones just because it's important to understand. If you're noticing that uh, that bloating in the stomach is not so much following your digestive cycle, like when you're eating or your mens, you know, if, if it's more that it kind of came around the menstrual cycle. And then if you're past the menstrual cycle, that you're noticing that it only comes at certain times throughout the month or certain times throughout your weeks, there's a really good chance that the bloating has something to do with fluctuations in hormone. Very, very common. Bloating is very, very common for females that are going through pre-menopause or perimenopause into those early stages of menopause, because that's when those you know hormones are really, really starting to wreak a little bit of havoc because they're changing so dramatically. And I really want to make sure we mention that because it can affect the bloat from a lot of different angles, fluids, gas, digestive backup, and, and also how sensitive your body is to those things. So estrogen being one of the hormones in question can cause water retention. And so when estrogen is spiking and your progesterone is dropping, you're going to notice that you're bloated from fluid. That's why we bloated during our period. That's exactly what was going on. In addition to that, there's an increased volume in your uterus just before you have your cycle. So your, your uterus is enlarging and you're retaining more fluid and your stomach is looking big and puffy and feeling awful. That is a hormonal bloat. So with perimenopause, it can cause that same issue because again, when you're going through perimenopause, you're dropping progesterone levels and typically your estrogen levels are high. So you start to have the same issue with fluid retention. And then also um, estrogen and progesterone each can cause intestinal gas by either slowing or speeding how quickly things are moving through your digestive system. So that really makes you feel bloated, right? When you've got that going on along with some of that fluid retention and things of that nature, it definitely can cause that 
continuous feeling of being bloated or uncomfortable in your stomach. And I, and I know a lot of ladies who are in their forties going into their fifties or even just a little bit beyond that. When I meet with them, that's one of their biggest complaints. I look, I, I I'm going to say it like they say it. I look like I'm nine months pregnant. What's going on with me? Part of it is that part of it is those hormonal fluctuations for sure. Okay. So let's talk about how long it lasts and what is going to relieve it. So if it's due to something you ate or that you had to drink or, you know, that, um, you know, you're, you're just in that digestive period, usually it's going to ease within a couple of hours at the most, a couple of days. I hope it's not days, but depending on how sensitive your body is. Uh, if it's constipation, it's not going away until you use the bathroom. That's that's the truth of the matter. And uh, water, drinking a lot of water, moving your body, mild exercise, herbal tea. That's a good one. And, and some herbal teas they make are even meant to encourage a bowel movement. I do want to caution you that those herbal teas can be um, quick. I don't want to say quick acting, but when it hits, it hits. If you know what I'm saying, you don't want to be too far from a bathroom and also they can cause some cramping. So test your, um, your sensitive, your sensitivity to those teas. Don't just go all in, make sure that you're, um, following the directions on the, the box. Cause I know the longer you leave that tea bag in the water, the stronger it gets, you don't just want to steep it forever and it'll cause you a little bit of trouble. Uh, so yeah, there, the, definitely there's things that can help with that. And, um, you know, uh, how herbal tea helps aside from the one that's meant for that is th it, it can actually help to relieve some of the water retention. And there's ones that are really good for that. Peppermint tea, chamomile tea, ginger. Uh, I've seen turmeric. That's an anti-inflammatory in tea, fennel. So uh, definitely those things will help with your digestive system and also help your body to process gas easier. And as far as the ones that really help with water retention, you might notice there's, I, I really think it's actually called period tea in the tea aisle. And uh, what it really is, but the main thing in there is dandelion root. Dandelion is very, very good at reducing water retention in your body. So something definitely worth trying out if you think, um, you know, bloating is coming from those issue, types of issues. Uh, peppermint oil, if you're a naturalist and you like to use essential oils, peppermint oil is um, an anti-spomatic, which basically means it's going to help those intestinal muscles to relax a little bit. That can help you pass anything that's trapped in there, and including solids or gas. And it really will aid, especially if it is due to that motility issue where things just aren't moving through the gut the way they should be, that there's a slowdown causing a backup. So peppermint oil is a good option too. Uh, if you are more of someone who likes to do um, an over-the-counter solution, antacids that's been shown to reduce and relieve inflammation in your digestive tract, it does help you to pass at least the gas portion of that more easily. And there are some actives ingredient in there that uh, what they're actually going to do is help that gas to be relieved by kind of grouping the gas bubbles, for lack of a better word, in your intestinal system into smaller clumps, like pushing them together into tiny little bubbles. And that allows you to pass it much easier than otherwise when it's a more, um, you know, a larger bubble of gas that's harder to push through your system. Magnesium. This is huge. Magnesium is something that truthfully, 
I, I absolutely recommend to a lot of the clients that come on to the InStrive program because magnesium has so many benefits. It's not just for digestive issues. There's a lot more that magnesium is good for, but it is excellent at neutralizing stomach acid and relaxing your intestinal muscles. So it has that natural laxative effect. And I don't mean natural laxative effect that it's going to make you, you know, have a, the need and the urge to go to the bathroom in that, you know, that that emergency type of a feeling. More so that it it's not ha it's it's not meant to be like a like a laxative in the way that it you would take um, a chemical laxative. It's more a preventative that of course, depending on what form you're taking it in, what product you're finding it in, I'm sure some of the actual laxatives will also have magnesium in them, but um, using it as a, a natural way to aid the intestines, moving things forward and that relax in those muscles and also that neutralizing of the stomach acid. It really is awesome. I cannot uh, sing the praises of magnesium enough as being added to any healthy diet. Probiotics, they rebalance those gut bacteria like we were talking about earlier. And what's going to happen when your gut bacteria is healthy is basically it's going to help you break down food better in the first place. And that allows you to absorb a lot of those excess gases and the food that's being broken down. You're absorbing more of the nutrients from it and noticing that you are going to be able to have more frequent bowel movements as the, it is moving better through, uh, you know, your intestines. And also uh, in regard to that, if you are adding a probiotic and always, always guys check with your, your doctor, if you have any question of whether or not this would be healthy for you, certainly if you have known issues with your bowels, digestive tract, stomach, you always want to ask before you add in anything that's going to alter things like this. Uh, but consistency is key with a probiotic. You want to make sure you're taking them for a few days or a few weeks, uh, you know, before you're really going to start to notice a difference. So don't expect that you're taking the probiotic the night before and the next day, poof, all your problems are gone. They, they, it is a natural solution to balancing gut bacteria. And those things take a little bit of time. Uh, fiber is super important. Fiber, I, I'm going to get into a, a little deeper here in a few minutes, but one of the things that I like to recommend for a great fiber supplement, if you are looking at, to use it in terms of regularity is psyllium husk. If you look at any of those, you know, fiber options that you can mix in water and drink, a lot of them do contain that. The more natural, the better. Um, make sure that if you are doing something like that, you're looking at the label, believe it or not, I know it's crazy, but sugar isn't everything, including fiber supplements. Just make sure that what you're taking doesn't have a bunch of added sugar, because that's going to take away from you uh, being successful with weight loss if you're trying to reduce that. Uh, exercise, absolutely focusing on core strength can help to combat abdominal bloating. So if you are someone who includes physical activity into your regimen, make sure that you are focusing on strengthening some of those core muscles. It can only help, especially if the issue you're having focuses on that abdominal region. All right. Lifestyle changes are important too. And I'm going to give you just a very general guideline. Those of you that are in Strive clients know that we give each of you very specific customized guidelines um, around your diet. And certainly if you are eating a healthy anti-inflammatory diet, which is what InStrive recommends and promotes, uh, your, your chances of having a lot of this going on are not very high because you're already eating a very clean, very, um, alkaline, very healthy diet that is 
gut health promoting. So let's assume that potentially you are eating a diet now that, um, you know, might include some things that are irritants that you don't even know about. So stomach bloating can be caused by a lot of different things, um, you know, eating processed food, not drinking enough fluids, especially water. If you do alcohol regularly, there's a lot of things we can look at that will aid in this. And these are tips and things I want to give you now that are going to help you in the long run. So even if you're not currently on any you know particular diet plan, one second, everyone take a drink of water. These are things you can do whether you're on a diet or not to help alleviate some of the bloating going on and also uh, things that you can continue with once you are on a healthy weight loss program, if that's where this is headed. And may I recommend one called InStrive because we're pretty awesome. <laughs> By the way, our consults are free and we'll talk about that at the end too. All right, first thing, let's go back to that fiber. Eat enough fiber. If you don't get a lot of fiber in your diet, start gradually. You don't wanna overwhelm your system because fiber is gonna cause a little bit more gas at first. But once it starts kind of sweeping through that digestive system and cleaning things out and uh, gross, but fermenting what's in there to get it out of there, uh, it's going to help the body work better in the long run. And, and fiber also will naturally make you feel fuller sooner. So it helps with satiety and not eating too much. It's a natural probiotic, uh, prebiotic, excuse me, that helps to feed and promote the good bacteria in your gut. And it also stimulates thirst. So it does help tell you to drink more water. It really is good for you to have fiber for many, many reasons. But as you make fiber a regular part of your diet and making sure you're getting enough of it, gut health will improve naturally. It's not something you need to do it to get rid of a problem in the short term. This is something that if you get on a regimen of including it, you're going to avoid having issues in the first place. Uh, drinking water. Absolutely drinking water encourages that motility we were talking about, moving things through that digestive tract, keeping that digestive food from becoming too hard, right? Too difficult and compacted to pass through. And water is also going to help with fullness. So you feel more full when you are hydrated. From a weight loss standpoint, there's a whole other ballpark around water. You can't lose weight. You can't uh, shed fat from your cells if you're not hydrated. So uh, drinking enough water is really important uh, from a fat loss standpoint. There's a whole episode on alkaline water, alkalinity in your body, acidity. There's many of them, actually. I think I've done more than one. But uh, hydration in general, I think maybe I'll do, I'll, uh, do a whole episode at some point on hydration because I get so much interest in it. But uh, drinking water is really important from this standpoint of getting rid of bloating, it helps with that motility. It also will help with fluid retention. It sounds counterproductive, but if you are holding on to fluid, if you know, oh, this bloat is fluid, like let's say that your legs get bigger and when you push on it, you see an indentation that gradually comes back out. That's water. That's water retention. That's not, your body doesn't leave a little divot in your leg when you push on it that gradually fills back in. That's that's water retention. So if you're seeing that, and if you see that on your stomach when it's feeling bloated, uh, likely you are holding on to water. And again, if it's around the, the time of the month when you get your cycle and you know that part of it is fluid, drink your water, push the water. It's gonna get rid of it. 
Uh, physical activity, we've already kind of touched on that. I don't think I need to get into it too much more, but just know that it does help to prevent water retention. It does keep your bowels moving. And it also can stave off some of that rapid belly fat gain that can happen as our hormones shift and our um, you know metabolism naturally slows and things start to alter in our body as we age. It, there is a proven link between getting physical activity and reducing the amount of fat storage on the stomach. And that's even if it's just a, a, a casual low impact walk for 20 minutes, at, you know, three to five times a week. So it doesn't have to be something major, but getting out and getting some exercise can help a lot. Uh, avoiding processed foods. I think that goes without saying, but processed foods are very low in fiber and they're often very high in salt, in fat, in sugar. Salt absolutely will cause water retention and fat is going to slow down your digestive process because it takes a whole lot longer <laughs> uh, to digest. So all of those things will lead to constipation and bloating and an uncomfortable belly and a lot of times some IBS problems if that's something you deal with or acid reflux. They're also extremely low in quality nutrition. So they leave you feeling like you want to eat more of them, even after you've eaten them. Have you ever done that? You eat like a, a full meal, but it's not the healthiest meal and you're hungry like an hour later. It's because you're not eating something that is actually leaving your body um, satisfied nutritionally. And those foods go so quickly out of the belly into the digestive system that you end up wanting to eat more, which then of course can just compound that problem. Uh, mindful eating. We talked a little bit about that in the last episode of the podcast, but taking your time to thoroughly chew your foods and swallow them and not rushing through your meals is the best way to allow your body to recognize that it's full because that feeling of fullness, that's, that's a delayed response. That doesn't happen the minute you take a bite your body has to notice that you are eating. It has leptin, which is a hormone in your body that's responsible for fat burning and satiety. Uh, it has to basically signal the brain that you've had enough and process that feeling of fullness. But uh, that doesn't happen in five minutes. It's, it's a process. So make sure when you're eating your, your meals, you're eating slow, you're eating mindful. And also when you're eating in that way, you're not taking in as much air which is going to lead to less gas, which is going to lead to less bloating. Okay, next thing is noticing sensitivities. If you are uh, noticing that, for example, oh man, every time I go out on the weekends and I have a couple glasses of wine, I have all kinds of problems in the bathroom. Okay, that's telling me that you have a sensitivity to alcohol. If you're telling me that every time that you have something with dairy in it, you are bloated, uncomfortable, feeling awful, okay, that's a pretty no-brainer, lactose, you know, but my point here is if there's a food or type of food that when you eat it, you know, it's creating a problem for you, there is obviously a general rule that you probably should eliminate or at least be careful with how often you eat those types of foods. If they're causing an issue, uh, then you know it's time to maybe clean that up a little bit. And if you're if you're not sure, if you're thinking, well, I don't know, I think it's this, but it might be something else. And I kind of eat a lot of these things regularly. Okay, let's let's start like 
eliminating things one at a time, right? Let's take something out for a couple days and see if you're doing better. And if you're not, then let's take something else out until we find the culprit of what actually might be causing that if it is a true sensitivity to something you're eating or drinking. Sometimes if it is a specific intolerance, uh, that's the best way to figure it out. That's the absolute best way to figure out what's going on with you. All right. A side note on this. When is it time to be concerned? Well, I mean, honestly, guys, it's not a comfortable feeling to be bloated and to have that or the, you know, I, I know lots of you out there that tell me when I meet with you, um, you know, the first time that you are having chronic issues with acid reflux, indigestion, IBS, constipation, just general bloating, gut, gut, gut issues. That's what I'm hearing over and over and over again. Gut issues are impacted extremely heavily by diet. So when you're cleaning your diet and we're getting you on a very healthy anti-inflammatory diet, that is going to clear up, typically clear up most normal gut issues. Getting away from taking daily um, antacids or things like a meprazole is a very common thing that happens with clients on the InStrive program because you are actually healing your gut by eating a proper diet. The problem wasn't that you have some underlying medical condition. It was that your, your diet is causing this to happen. So how do you know if it's not that? Well, there's a couple of things that I absolutely would say, if this is going on, it's time to go beyond just, you know, talking to an InStrive uh, coach here, or, um, you know, just kind of trying to figure it out yourself that I would say it's time to either call your doctor, make an appointment, or of course, as I mentioned earlier, just have to tell you this again, if it feels like an emergency situation, you need to treat it as one and get yourself to the hospital. But what I'm looking for here is just kind of warning signs. So if you're noticing that things are just getting progressively worse, it's not getting any better. You're noticing that, you know, you've made a couple of these changes, you've tried adding a couple things in or taking a couple things out. You really can't pinpoint what's going on and it just keeps getting worse and worse. It's time to call your doctor. If bloating is persisting for more than a week or constipation, my goodness, absolutely. That could be a bowel obstruction. Don't play with that. Or uh, chronic diarrhea. If any of those things are going on for more than a week, it's definitely time to let someone know in the healthcare field. If it's persistently painful, it's hurting you. It's really uncomfortable, not just uncomfortable, but truly painful. Definitely time to let the doctor know. And of course, if it is coming with other symptoms like a fever, or sickness, illness, chills, vomiting, if you're bleeding from anywhere, it is time to call your doctor. Honestly, in that case, I would say it's almost time to just, just head right into either your clinic or the emergency room if you're to that extent. So uh, takeaway from this is bloating is not necessarily something you have to live with. It can be coming from some pretty common places and when we figure out what's causing it, hopefully, if it's nothing major, it's very uh, quick to go away. Truthfully, when we start naturally balancing the hormones and we start reducing acidity in the body and we start creating a um, digestive friendly environment with healthy gut bacteria by eating appropriate foods and including a good amount of fiber and doing the things for your body that are going to promote good health and wellness. From that nutritional standpoint, many, many, many of these issues alleviate. 
And Strive is a plan that focuses on whole body wellness. That's what body chemistry is all about. So even though today's topic, I know you're probably going, well, that maybe wasn't as entertaining as some of the episodes we've gone through. And yeah, I know sometimes this stuff can be a little dry, but guys, you got to know it, right? If your body is reacting weird, if you're having these things happen, if you're not feeling good, feeling bad isn't normal. Feeling bad should not be the default of your body. Having a extended abdomen every night of your life isn't the way your body's supposed to work. So that is your body's way of saying, hey, something's wrong. Let's fix this. You have to listen to those warning signs. This was meant today to help with a very common problem that I see time and again with clients. But the best way to really get a handle on this is not to just make a few small changes. It's to change any of those underlying issues that we talked about that are creating an environment in your body where this can continue. So if you know that the diet you're following, if you are following one, is not promoting a healthy body, it's more just focusing on counting calories or eliminating every last carbohydrate or whatever, that there are improvements that can be made in the way that you're losing weight. And I, I really would encourage those of you out there that are not in Stripe clients to please schedule a free consultation. They are absolutely free. They are virtual. We can help you no matter where you are. We will meet with you over Zoom. Or if you're, you know, I'm assuming if you are listening to this, Zoom is a good option. But if you are really just not tech savvy, we can even just have a conversation with you on the phone. It doesn't have to be... Um, you know, something that you need to get stressed out over or think, oh my gosh, I don't want to be, you know, put in a position to have to buy anything. Guys, it's a free, no obligation consultation. Nothing at all to lose by talking to an InStrive specialist, letting them know what's going on with you, letting them know your weight gain patterns and where you want to be, what your goal is, what's worked, what hasn't worked. I can tell you from my standpoint here at InStrive, I've been doing this for eight years and I've helped thousands of clients as a senior therapeutic weight loss specialist. And there are things I find going on with clients I meet with that have not been addressed previously. And once they are, guess what? They lose weight. So if you have not talked to us, if you have not um, you know, given InStrive a shot, I, I highly recommend going to our website, website right now, instrivefatloss.com check out our Facebook page, reach out to us, schedule that free consultation. We are here to help and would love nothing more than to get you on a path to better wellness and to that goal weight. All right, guys, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for making it to the end of this episode. I know that it was a little bit of a taboo-ish type topic, a lot, of, a lot of bowel stuff in there. Sorry about that. But again, super important something that we all should understand and know what's normal, what's not, and what's causing these issues in our body. All right, guys, until next week, I'm Diane, Senior Therapeutic Weight Loss Specialist with InStrive. Take care of yourselves, and I can't wait to see you back. If you haven't yet, click that notification bell. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, share it, like it. That is how other people find us. Post about it on your social media. Just get the word out there, guys, because this is the best way that we can spread the word about everything InStrive can do. Have a wonderful day.